This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you're here doing our show today, feel free to give us a call 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now we've got a lot of great information for you today. There are certain ages that many of us associate with retirement, 62, 65, for example. However, age 72 doesn't always get the publicity of other birthdays, but it really should because that's when you must begin taking your required minimum distributions or RMDs from your tax-advantaged retirement accounts. Now, before we put on our explorer's hats and begin examining the wonderful world of RMDs, let me introduce my co-host, who when it comes to exploring financial insights with our audience is Clark to my Lewis. Tony Shore. Bam. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But uh, I'm just along for the ride. And thanks for having me on the show, Greg. I've had a great week. I've just been so busy. I haven't even had time to realize how I am doing. Uh, that's how busy I am. I haven't stopped and uh, to think about it lately. But I'm glad you picked this topic. Obviously, required minimum, minimum distributions are important. And they're interesting because uh, again, I think a lot of people out there know in general terms what they are, but that doesn't mean the reality of RMDs when we turn 72 isn't going to be a bit of a rude awakening for some, right? Yeah, exactly. And some people forget about it, you know, don't even really yeah. realize they have to do it. So I think you're you're exactly right there. If you if you have a tax advantaged account, then you should know uh, RMDs are, are, are inedible. But what exactly does that mean? So as always, I'm going to reference a good article um, that I scoured for, a Kiplinger article titled The Basics of Required Minimum Distributions, 12 Things You Must Know About Your RMDs. And it really does a good job of illuminating some of the basics when it comes to this important topic. I always discuss this with my clients, even if they're not 72, because it's very important to be prepared on how you're going to take these distributions. So as the article notes, if you begin socking away money into these tax advantage accounts decades before retirement, Everything seems great, right? You get a tax deduction, gross tax deferred. Well, none of that money's ever been taxed. So all of a sudden on your 72nd birthday, government says, okay, retiree, it's time for you to start withdrawing uh, so we can tax it. Wow, okay. So 72 is important here. Why age 72 though? It's just the number they made up, you know. <laughs> it used to be 70 and a half, but now it's 72. That's just Uncle Sam uh, determining that's when you should sure. be taking your withdrawals. So whether you're ready or sure. not, 72 is the number. Uh, just remember, you'll also need to determine how much you need to withdraw each year. And a lot of people assume it's a percentage, but it's not. A, it's technically not a percentage. Sure. And I know we're going to get into that uh, in just a minute, but uh, but you're right. I guess Uncle Sam gets what Uncle Sam wants. And I know before it was 70 and a half, which I always made me angry when RMDs came up. And as I've told you and said on the show before, uh, it, leave it to the government to try to complicate things. The IRS has to complicate it. They couldn't just make it 70 or 71. It had to be 70 and a half. 
hey, at least when they changed it with the 2019 Secure Act, um, it uh, it changed it to 72, and and uh, that's now when we have to begin taking RMDs, I guess. I know. I used to laugh at that government um, using halves like we're all children. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, no, nobody uses half years. I don't know. Qualified retirement age is still 59 and a half. That was when you, know. you can access these accounts without penalty, and 70 and a half was used to be when you had to. So, there's, yeah, it's pretty funny, the halves. But, yeah, yeah. now 72, you, you nailed it, Tony. It was the Secure Act uh, 2019 is when they changed it. So yeah. you have to take your first RMD no later than April 1st, the year after you turn 72. So if you make 72 this year, you have until April 1st of next year to take your first one. But you have to take your subsequent RMDs by December 31st every year. Ah, okay. Uh, remind listeners of the type of accounts that have required minimum distributions. Yes, uh, good idea. So RMDs generally apply to the owner of traditional IRAs, uh, simple IRAs, SEP IRAs, or retirement plans from your employer, like 401ks, 403bs, and for our federal employees, your, your TSP, your traditional TSP. One note here, though, Roth IRAs, no RMDs, and that's private sector Roths. Uh, for our government employees, the, the Roth TSP, they actually do make you take an RMD out on the Roth side. So it's a very good move for you to roll that over into a private sector RMD, I'm sorry, a private sector Roth, so you don't have to take your, your RMD. Now, their, their regular ones are taxed as ordinary income. So all those traditional accounts that I mentioned, top tax rate is 37% as of this year. If you delay your first RMD, you have to take two distributions in that one year. For example, if you turn 72 in March, you have until April 1st of the next year to take your first one, but you'll have to take that second one by the end of the same year. So you actually end up taking two RMDs in the same tax year. Oh, um, that's interesting. Two in one year. Can taking two of those, though, in one year have, I would imagine that has some tax implications. Yeah, it could get a little complicated. Um, there are some potential tax implications if you do that that double RMD scenario. Um, you could nudge yourself up to the higher tax bracket, which means more of that second RMD will be taken by the government. Um, it could also affect your Social Security, depending on how that's taxed. Um, it could bump up and you could pay more taxes on your Social Security. Um, also, you could end up paying more for your Medicare. If you're signed up for Medicare Part B or D, those premiums could go up based on your income. Now, determine a good time to take that first RMD. Review your tax bills through two different lenses. First, taking your RMD the year you turn 72, and second, waiting until the next year and doubling up and kind of see where you where you might land. And if you aren't currently working with a financial service professional, I urge you to do so because that person will likely be prepared to offer you some guidance about how to take your RMDs. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And uh, that's that's good to know about. But uh, now you you briefly hinted at this, but how do we calculate our RMDs? How do people go about calculating what they owe for RMDs? Well, it's reasonably straightforward. So you you divide your year-end account balance from the previous year, and the IRS gives you a, a factor based on your age. So it's a life expectancy factor. Whatever year you're going to turn, there's a factor assigned to that age. Yeah, you already lost me. So... Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> I love how you say it's straightforward, and then you go on to say divide your urine. The word I was lost. The word divide because I was told there would be no math. But I the reason I'm uh, saying this is because this is where you come in. I know this is something you help your clients with, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean it. it that's it, it, kind of straightforward, but it's not. And I don't know why no, the government likes is. to make things I, kind of complicated, right? Like, uh, <laughs> why not just a percentage? It's so easy if it was 5% of your balance. But no, right. it changes every year based on these life expectancy tables. Sure. So whatever. You, they, we do the math for you and we know how much to take out. But here's where it gets even trickier. If you own more than one IRA, you can calculate the RMD for each account and you can take the total from any combination of any of the IRAs. For example, if you own, um, say, in a small IRA that's got $3,000 in it, and you have an RMD total of, of your multiple IRAs of, say, 5,000, you can close out that smaller IRA, and then you only have to take 2,000 out of the larger one. Any combination of this um, works. So if you've got five IRAs and your total distribution is 20,000, you can take 20,000 out of one and not touch the others. Wow. Okay. So like if I have four IRAs or three and I ca I have to calculate um, the RMD for each account and I owe that much, but I could take all of it from just one is what you're saying. Correct. Now, but you can only do this if your tax statuses are the same, right? So if you've got a 401k, a IRA, and a old 403b you have to take one out of each account yeah those are different types of accounts so even though they're all uh tax deferred retirement accounts an ira is an ira a 401k is a 401k a 403b is a 403b i get that uh and but i'm glad you brought up 401ks where do they fit into all this because a lot of people have 401ks and since people are working longer they i mean i i before i would say nobody's going to have a 401k when they're 72 uh, but nowadays, some people might, right? Yeah, yeah there's like some differences in the 401ks. Uh, so when you turn 72, your 401ks could be subject to RMDs. Um, now, that's kind of where the similarities end because if you, one, if you own multiple 401ks, one from a previous employer and one for your current employer, you're you're going to have to calculate, you're not allowed to do that crossover. So even if, even if those two tax statuses are the same, you have two 401ks, you have to take out of each account separately. So it really... It's really in your best interest to distribute that into an IRA so that you can manage your RMDs more responsibly. And I just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit more, Tony, is because that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see is people turn 72, they receive a, a letter from their financial institution says you're turning 72 this year, you have to take out X amount of money. We'll just do the math for you, sign this form, and we'll send you a check every year. Don't do it that way because what happens is they, they calculate your RMD whenever they process that form is the month that it's going to get processed and if you elect to take an annual check. Now, if you're in things like stocks or mutual funds, those things have to be sold in order to generate the cash and now you're subject to sequence risk, which is whatever order your returns your returns are coming in as you liquidate is going to determine how long your money lasts. So having yield-based investments in your IRA, like let's say taking dividends from stocks and then taking your shortfall, your RMD from another IRA, say a safe money IRA, allows you to avoid that sequence risk and ultimately not sell those shares and those stocks and you can hold them in your portfolio longer. Wow. Okay. So, and that makes sense. Uh, that, that really does. And it's great information 
Now, if our listeners are out there, they're probably thinking, wow, uh, there is a lot I need to know about RMDs and my 401k or my IRAs. How can they get a hold of you to set up a consultation to get a plan in place? Yeah, so if you have any questions, you want to hear some more information about this, reach out to us, 808-791-2924. We've also got some good info on our website at therogroup.org. Um, check us out. You can also click the Contact Us link and drop me a line. All right. Sounds good, Greg. And this is great. This has been a great conversation so far. Um, you know, during today's show, you've been talking about these required minimum distributions or RMDs. Of course, every time I CRMD, I think really massive donut, but that isn't what it stands for. <laughs> That's just me. That's what I like to think. Um, and I know they don't always get a lot of attention when it comes to financial topics. We hear about market volatility, inflation. Uh, we hear about Roths and IRAs, uh, but RMDs aren't talked about a lot, uh, but it is an essential part of any solid retirement strategy, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things that a lot of people take lightly um, and it's usually people that have saved a lot of money or have no debt uh, and good pensions sure. and good incomes. And I hear this all the time. Oh, I only take out the minimum because I have to. But it, it's that's that's where the mistakes happen. So there's other things yep. you can do if you want to preserve it for your kids. An IRA is one of the worst vehicles for legacy planning because they inherit that tax liability. It's uh, a shrinking asset because you're taking sure. money out every year. They wow. um, also now have to liquidate that IRA within a 10-year period. So yeah, there's no more uh, there's no more stretching of the IRA and uh, avoiding that tax burden. So uh, you mentioned penalties though, and, and this is my big question I have. So you're saying we have to take these RMDs? They're required. What happens if you don't? Yeah, these are one of the IRS's most severe penalties. Um, it's a 50, 5 0, 50 percent penalty uh, of the shortfall. So that means if your RMD is 15000 and you forget to take it, that's a $7,500 tax penalty. And that's an excise tax penalty. You're still taxed income on the entire distribution of 15000 So you're actually paying about 12000 of that distribution to the IRS and keeping only 3000 from yourself. So Bottom line, do not forget to take your RMDs. Yeah, I would say, I mean, 50%, that's ridiculous. Uh, that That's just crazy. <laughs> 50% um, plus the income tax. Sure, sure. Now, yeah. what if I said, you know, people are working longer, which is why some people might still have a 401k plan when they turn 72, but does working past your 72nd birthday have implications for your RMD? Because people are working longer and longer. It's not out of the question to have somebody that is working when they're 72 nowadays. That's true. And I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, too, because that's one of the differences in the 401ks and the IRAs. Again, there, there's, a, there's a couple tips you may be able to reduce your RMDs and maybe even avoid them altogether. So if you're still working after you turn 72, if you don't own more than 5% of the company, that's just mean you're not, you're not an owner, you're an employee, you can right. take... Your R, you don't have to take your RMDs from your current employer's 401k if you're still working. Once you retire, then you do have to take it. Now, don't forget, if you have an old 401k from a previous owner, you turn 72, you still have to take that RMD. But your current employer's 401k may allow you to roll that old 401k into it, and that could be a workaround. So you can avoid your distribution that way. And doing so, 
you wouldn't have to take your RMDs until you're officially retired. Now, when you retire, Tony, especially for these 72 people that are still working, you have to be consider, uh, consider your date too. If your last day of work is December 31st and you're 72, the government says you retired on December 31st. Even though you worked that day, you retired that day because you didn't come back to work, you still have to take an RMD that year. Oh. So go back to work Yikes. and work one day in January, then retired, you won't have to uh, take that RMD. Ah, good advice. And see all these little caveats that you know about that the average person, there's no way we're going to keep track of all this, but you help your clients day in and day out uh, navigate and coordinate all this. So uh, that's very helpful. And you mentioned a couple of things there. Um, you know, you're talking about 401ks. I would think that's why you've urged, and I know you've mentioned this, people should roll their 401ks over into an IRA um, before that point, <laughs> before they turn 72, uh, just because it makes it a lot easier to consolidate, right? Yeah. Having your tax statuses match so that you can determine how you want to take your RMDs from which accounts like that yield and green money example I gave earlier. Um, and ultimately too, 401ks um, have flaws just like the TSPs where you've got, you're limited to the choices of what the employer provides yes. for investing instead of in an IRA, it, you have the whole investment universe at your disposal. You can choose any combination. You have control. Things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your FSP, hopefully you're working with a financial services professional like yourself and who's going to show you all the various options. And that's one reason to use an IRA. But based on previous conversations we've had on other shows, I'm guessing a Roth rollover might be a good option for some people uh, because of that tax burden and because of RMDs, right? Yes. If you have a Roth 401k, rolling that money into a Roth IRA is probably a smart move because you're not going to have any RMDs um, if you're the original owner. And if you're at least 59 and a half and you've owned the Roth for at least five years, you can use this money tax-free. And another possible way to avoid your RMDs is what you mentioned, Tony, and that's converting your traditional into the Roth. You'll still owe taxes on the conversion at your income tax rate, but slashing your traditional IRA balance may reduce future RMDs and the money in the Roth can now sit and and as long as you want, since you don't have to take a distribution. Sure. Uh, so that makes sense. And you mentioned the limitations of IRAs as far as a vehicle to pass on uh, to loved ones, and that's where a Roth might be a, a better option. Uh, it's not a ticking tax time bomb. The money and the growth all comes out tax-free. And with Roths, uh, you don't have to take an RMD from a Roth IRA. There are no required minimum distributions ever, right? That's that's correct. Now, actually, with the TSP, with our federal employees, that one has the required minimum, but on a traditional Roth IRA, no distribution. And one more point I want to throw in there, Tony, sure. too, and this is just a really good topic. It just kind of popped in my head. If 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 you itemize your taxes, and let's say you had a uh, a, a big medical expense in in a year, let's say you spent forty thousand sure. dollars on a broken leg or whatever. Um, take that money out of your IRA and convert that to your Roth. You can do that tax-free. In other words, you take $40,000 out, you're paying taxes on that, you itemize your $40,000 in medical expenses, you can write off that 40,000 distribution, you can convert that to Roth, it's a free pass. Ah, okay. So there are strategies to minimize uh, or reduce that tax burden and ways to convert from a traditional to a Roth 
and yet still minimize your tax burden. And of course, obviously, if you do it now rather than later, we're assuming taxes are lower now and going to be much, much higher later. Uh, and I think we, we would all agree with that. That's probably going to happen. Uh, there's one other thing I want to ask you about, um, and that's the younger spouse rule. I've heard about that. Tell us how that fits into all of this. Yeah, so a lot of people are unaware of this as well, um, and it's not in a lot of the softwares. If you do the RMD calculator thing, it's, it's kind of ignored. But if you're married to somebody who is more than 10 years younger, you actually get a lower factor to divide that into that number, which means a smaller RMD. Um, reflecting it as a percentage, let's say if your RMD normally would be four and a half percent-ish, then a married person's uh, 10 years younger spouse, it'd be somewhere around like three three-ish percentage. So it's, it's significantly lower if you have a younger spouse. And this is obviously one we're working with a tax professional or a financial service professional can be helpful. Um, also prorata payouts for RMDs is something else um, our listeners should be aware, aware of. If you aren't able to reduce your RMD, maybe your spouse is nine years younger than you, it's possible you can still shrink the amount of taxes that you owe on it. As long as you've kept good records of the non-deductible contributions to your IRA. Now, you have to calculate the ratio of how many times you've contributed a non-deductible contribution into your IRA versus your tax deductible. And then if you do the math, you don't have to pay taxes on, on that percentage. Now, you should convert, if, if anybody actually is making non-deductible contributions to your IRA because you think you make, you make too much money, for example, and you can't take a tax deduction, stop doing that. You, you should convert that to a Roth. This is known as a backdoor Roth conversion. So uh, you make a non-deductible contribution to an IRA, you can now convert it to a Roth. If you make too much money, if you think you make too much money to contribute to a Roth, you're wrong. There's a way to do it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and there are all these little caveats, as I like to call them, like this younger spouse rule. Uh, kind of crazy. I've also heard you mention that RMDs can be donated to charity. So that required minimum distribution, if you use that, let's say uh, a lot of people tithe to their church. If they're really active in their church and give a regular donation to their church, what some folks do, I've heard, is use that RMD, donate it uh, each year to their church as their tithe, and then that uh can be written off, right? Or for a lot of folks out there, uh, a charity, they can donate their RMD to a charity and then it's a tax write-off. Is that true? And that's a, if so, that's a win-win because you're also helping people. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is exactly right. If you have charities or causes that you're passionate about, you may want to consider a qualified charitable distribution, uh, commonly referred to as a QCD. Doing so allows the IRA owner who, or at least 70 and a half, to transfer as much as 100,000 to your charity every year. Now that QCD may then count as some or perhaps all of your RMDs. And the QCD amount won't be tallied onto your gross adjusted income. Ah, okay. Uh, that's good. And I, I think, again, that's a win-win. I mean, because you're helpful. There are a lot of charities out there that are in need and you can really help people or help a cause that you care deeply about, and it helps your own uh, situation. So, so that's a win-win. And and what stands out the most uh, about all of this is that uh, I think it's especially a shrewd move 
if you take that standard deduction, right? Yeah, that's a really good point because if you make charitable contributions and let's say it's, you know, a couple thousand here or there with the standard deduction being so large, you, you kind of miss out on that as a tax write-off. But a QCD could be a really good move for folks who take the standard deduction and, and miss out on that write-off. Now, because you get you get kind of double double deduction, essentially. Now, here's an extra shot of a, a good news, I guess. Um, even if you itemize, you still can benefit from a QCD. So smaller gross adjusted income makes it simpler to utilize certain deductions like like those medical expenses I mentioned earlier, as long as it's greater than 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. Because a QCD taxable amount is zero, this strategy may help you reduce uh, taxes on Social Security and, and your Medicare premium surge that we talked about in the first segment. So Greg, I think we have time for one more piece of RMD wisdom before we wrap this up. All right, how about this? Uh, you may be able to use your RMD to uh, pay, make, making paying your taxes a little easier. So using what's called an RMD solution, you can request that your IRA custodian withhold enough money from your RMD to cover your entire tax bill for your income for the whole year. Now this strategy means you don't have to mess with those quarterly estimated tax payments if you're self-employed. Um, and it also helps you to avoid those underpayment penalties. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's that's a new one. I didn't realize uh, that some people would do that or use that for just paying their taxes. Use the RMD to pay all of your taxes for the year. Um, that's an interesting one. Well, with all these options and all these different caveats and strategies and nuances, obviously this isn't something you want to go alone. You want to make sure you're doing it right to really uh, maximize uh, how much money you get to keep and minimize any tax burden. Uh, you want to work with a tax professional and a financial services professional who's looking at the big picture and your overall retirement income plan. How can our listeners uh, do that? How can they get a hold of you? I know you're offering a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation, correct? That's correct. Yeah. And um, there are lots of complicated things, you know, with the RMDs as we kind of touched on the show today and some of it might be over some people's heads or maybe it's at least at least waking up and knowing like oh there's a lot there's a lot to this you know sequence risk and yield and crossing over and organizing your tax statuses so be prepared for your rmds is the bottom line and take them responsibly um, so if anybody has any questions about what you heard during the show today or you want to maybe see if your assets are aligned and organized and you're ready to take your rmds in the most efficient manner feel free to reach out to us at 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org we're happy to help all right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.